Welcome to a flute player's approach to Steps to Excellence. In a presentation that is shorter in duration than most of my private lessons, I can only hope to accomplish a few goals. However, even with this limitation, you have the ability to... My approach to teaching is probably very, very close today to what it was in the early 80s. Uh, two main differences are now I am officially affiliated with two really very fine schools, the USC Thornton School of Music and the Colburn Conservatory of Music, where I'm fortunate to teach really some of the best young talent in the world. The, I would say if I had to do a comparison of the way I teach today to then, I'm probably a lot more aware of, of the primary need of a young student who is talented and already quite developed. That need being freedom of expression and a positive self-image under performance and especially under difficult performance situations. So I feel that a lot of what I address in teaching at the college level and beyond is in trying to help the student grow more into who they are as an artist and to develop more of a comfort zone and especially to give them tools to deal with the pressure situations that they're going to be facing both in performance and especially at auditions and competitions. Uh, the world is a lot more competitive these days in um, any musical area and especially in flute. There are more really, really good players and probably fewer jobs, fewer positions available. So that might be one of the main let's say, an area of evolution uh, in my teaching. One of the other things is I'm probably a little more specific in trying to help the students hear what I'm hearing. I feel that the real key to a student's progress is that I'm able to communicate what I hear so that when they're practicing and listening to themselves, they have a different way of hearing what, what's going on so that then they can make the fixes. I will try to give them a lot of tools for fixing what might be problems, and hopefully a lot of proactive solutions. But I'm probably a little more specific these days, and especially trying to deal with um, intonation fixes, and in particular, the issue of vibrato, how to integrate the vibrato more successfully into the sound, and in turn, to make better phrasing.
memories of the time that we made this video. A wonderful gentleman named Jim Herondine uh, was the supervising producer, and he and I had had a relationship for three or four years since I had been a Yamaha artist. And when he proposed the idea, I had been doing a lot of private teaching at the time, and I really had a lot of ideas about what I wanted to do. So I spent two or three days taking notes and uh, kind of codifying what I wanted to say. And we got to the studio, turned on the camera, and I started rolling through bits and pieces of these notes, and it was real clear to everybody, myself primarily, that this was not working. Uh, I needed a much more scripted approach, a much more organized approach, a much more segmented approach. So it was a little humbling to have to say, well, I'm gonna come back in a couple of weeks. And in fact, I did come back in a couple of weeks and did a lot of homework, actually practiced a lot in front of a video camera so that I wouldn't be so totally ill at ease and so totally unprepared. So that part of the video was, was really quite intriguing. Uh, in terms of the performance uh, for the video, the band at the, in those days was just hotter than a firecracker. We were playing a lot. We were playing some very, very difficult music and we loved the challenge of that music. So for us to get together it was more an issue of just trying to work out our schedules than it was of trying to get the music happening. Uh, we intentionally gave ourselves some of the most difficult pieces that we were doing to put in the repertoire for this video, uh, one of them being the uh, movement from the Prokofiev Seventh Piano Sonata, the Toccata that's in 7-8. That certainly is a showcase for a pianist, but it's a phenomenal showcase for the drummer, and in those days, it was Ralph Humphrey, who's an absolute genius with odd meters. So we, um, we got into the studio, and I think we uh, recorded everything in a period of a few hours, so that was pretty exciting. I mean, and we have to bear in mind, the band actually had done a lot of television. We'd been on The Tonight Show four times by then. We had been at two or three telethons where we were on camera, so we weren't totally ill at ease when it comes to performing in front of a camera. I think it's very important for me to offer a heartfelt disclaimer for the attire that we were wearing in those days. Uh, we had all decided with the help of some advisors and managers, et cetera, that we should have a look. So we went to Hollywood and went to Melrose Avenue and shopped in all of these really funky stores 
buying a lot of used clothing that certainly had a look to it. <laughs> it's only a little embarrassing these days to look back and see what we were doing. Thank you. 